face with hard luck. Face, 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 face with hard luck. What happened? What happened? I just need to adjust my level. What happened? Turn on my mic. What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? I'm also the guy that came up with and coined the phrase, I don't think so. Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you tuned into the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show. Coming at you from Ramos Gallery in Westwood, California. That's right. Sitting across from me is my co-host my and partner. Is Shumahan Bowen, American my Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, and also known and I'm the boss of as the sadistic the one. Yeah! And on audio, old blue eyes. That's right, Sean Lewis. Certified big audio. Big Big, uh, big, big, <laughs> yeah. We're getting hype. Getting hype. Getting hype. And yeah. the from the mountains and streams came down through the mountains. And there was an extraordinary, extraordinary man. Extra- That's right, the showrunner extraordinaire. Yes. Schwartz. What's up, fellas? What's the word? The word is hard luck. That's two work. words, but I was uh, trying to go like from the trees and the mountains far up in the forest came from as the, the snow melted <laughs> and from the glaciers right of the Himalayas from the eucalyptus leaves yes of Australia right from, from the, the bowels of the earth yes comes forward the bubbling brook Schwartz, the showrunner. Yes, dude. Oh, that was beautiful. Exactly what I was talking about. Fucking amazing. We have a guest on. We have a special guest on. We do. We are recording today at our friend's beautiful gallery. That's Ramos Gallery. And today, sitting in with us, we have Julio, the incredible artist. Julio Ramos. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, Julio. Thanks, Julio, for being here. And and thank you, man. Yeah, thank you, man. Anytime, man. This beautiful place. It's always so nice when we get to come over here and do hang out with you at this gallery, brother. Thank Uh, you, man. I appreciate it. I like hanging out with you guys as well. Hey, Julio, real quick, give us an update on the art. How's the art going? Are you doing stuff? Have you started, you know, putting like uh, suppositories of paint and shitting on the canvas? Like, have you gone into any new things or what are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm experimenting with uh, <laughs> dyes and pigment, uh, you know, used in lowrider paint as well. Yeah? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, it's a different kind of paint. Yeah, he's got uh, some great new stuff coming, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sounds pretty, good. Yeah, it's pretty much experimental, what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Sean's falling apart right now. Yeah. 
Sean, why are you falling apart? I, I can't believe that no one reacted to the suppository <laughs> thing. Like no one, everyone just kind of blank faced. Like it went uh, over my head. Like that, oh, man. That's a, that's a great what? idea, dude. I gotta actually say something about a suppository because my no, that's not my no, no, no. Right. Really, my good okay. friend was in Children's Hospital for the last ten days with his daughter, who had a very difficult um, <laughs> diagnosis. No, listen, she had had major surgery, and go ahead, didn't have a bowel movement. For a couple of days, okay. and they came in. The nurse said, "We got to give you a suppository." And my buddy to the yells dad? out, "No, no, no!" To his daughter, oh. and my buddy yells out, "Oh, Blakely, it's okay. Your uncle Brian likes to use him a lot." So, anyways, it was pretty funny. And then she was okay, and and uh, used it, and went to the bathroom, and had no issues. Thank you. So yeah. this Whoa. show is brought to you by. <laughs> Don't get yeah. mad at me, Sean. Hey, Listen, after the, the uh. after the implosion show, I'm trying to like you know be cool because people have been saying like maybe I did pester you too hard, so I'm letting it go. <laughs> all right, appreciate it. Yeah, so I'm not gonna say anything about that. Steve just ran out, although he was supposed to be here to do the thing. Um, let me play what this show's concept going on right now because actually talking to you, Schwartz, you have a connection. I'm not gonna say anything. Okay. I'm gonna play a track. And I want you guys to tell me who the... I want sh maybe Ramos to tell me because probably Schwartz and, and, and Old Blue Eyes might know. Here it yes. comes. It might on the trees. Right. My bosses. It might be for two. Right. My bosses. It might on the one. Right. My bosses. It might on the one. Right. My bosses. It might be for trees. Any clues? Of what? Who this is? Right. Sounds like my pops is going Broadway, but I forget the... Uh, Sir Mix a lot, but no. No. I have no clue. Okay, hold on. Who's that? Well, that was Enzo Mille, right? I don't know. I can't tell. Okay. It's been a while. This? This? Okay. This is an early cut from an artist we will all recognize. But listen to how much. What band does this sound like to you, Schwartz? Man, I, I don't know. Beastie Boys from the MC. I mean, yeah. Right. Steve, listen to this. Who does this sound like to you? Oh, this way before Nick Mastermind. Right? Yeah, Come on, Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What's crazy is is how much these dudes sound like the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, this is one of Cube's Ice Cube's earliest groups that he was with known as CIA. Right. Right? Before NWA there was CIA and even before CIA Cube had a group called the Stereo, Stereo Crew. Crew. Right. That, yeah. So what's interesting though is that here you have a, probably at least Cube is that I know for a fact is a brother Right. Who is trying and emulating the sound of basically white rappers. Yeah. And that's no knock because the Beastie right, Boys no. are a real fucking. Right. Okay. Sure. But um, that is. He, go he, ahead. he was. And I think I think, too, to say to his. I feel like he was adding like a West Coast almost rock. On that type of vibe, too, because kind of what he was doing, it was like maybe like. Public Enemy ended up playing around with that a little bit, but it was like Beastie Boys. There wasn't a lot of that hard rock sound right. going on with it. Right. And I think that's where he was stepping in. He was trying something like that. It's and interesting because Cube and the other guys in the group 
are sounding vocally like the Beastie Boys. They're passing off the rhymes to each other sure. in the same manner that the Beastie Boys did. I think Run DMC also was a group. I don't know. Yeah, but the oh. Beastie Boys were copying, though. People yeah, like I would Run say, DMC. They I would say, co- yeah, copying. Beastie Boys were kind of emulating what Run DMC was doing. Just with, white, with their white voices. But like, yeah, that's 100%. All. A, little, a little bit higher energy. Yeah, well, sure, yeah. Goofball, and, and goofy ball energy yeah. too. But which Cube also brought that high energy, yeah, rap. jumping like around. He was really so yeah, was, and, and so, you know what? And it's funny because so so did Ice T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice T was sure. on that shit too, dude, with the rock and roll and that body very, count album. Very right, very West Coast sounding. Oh you know? yeah, big but, they weren't doing it. <laughs> so the interesting thing, and so Sean, I mean, Sean wants wanted to do an Ice Cube. That was okay. One of, Emanated I, from him, Sean. Right. Why, what did, why did you want to do an Ice Cube show? Because, you know, Ice Cube was like my first love. As like a, I, you know, I loved Run DMC. I loved rap in a sense from like, you know, what Kumo D was doing, the Fat Boys, you know, all that shit that I grew up third with. Base, well, I, yeah, I don't know if I was in the third base. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I mean, I respect what they were doing, but you know, it wasn't my wasn't my thing. But Ice Cube was like, fuck, man, he was so central to my like rap. Really? Yeah, he I mean, was your dude? but why? Yeah. I mean, America's Most Wanted is probably one of my favorite albums of all time, front to back. I can listen to that whole album, and then and then the other day, okay, Sean. So, can I can I ask you a question? Yeah. Because Ice Cube is known to be super political, super talking about black, you know, pro black issues. Yeah. Did you ever, being like a super fan of Ice Cube, did you ever have any conflicting like? Because sometimes I would listen to to artists that would do that, and it would be not off putting, but it would, I, I would take notice of it. Did you ever? Well, so I, it's funny you say that because like I think throughout his career he's like digressed oh 100% right like he was in the beginning of his career he was fan fucking tastic and I think at each step he kind of got a little bit well watered went, down yeah well or went well, in a different direction not but, as angry right when you start off you're you have a lot of energy. I mean you're I felt younger. like I felt like he was copying what other people were doing and not doing it well hold on a second let's ground Better. this let's ground this in some some history Okay. Well, I want to play you something new, and you tell me if, if this is the right direction. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, so, what, so set this. Do you want to set this up, or is this a guessing game? I guess I can set this up in, this, in a certain sense. that The reason I wanted to do a show about Ice Cube yeah. is because I heard Mount Westmore. What is and Mount Westmore? Mount Westmore is Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, E-40, and Too Short. Right now, Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds. Wait a minute. Repeat. It's a super group. Right. right. It's just started. Right. It's Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, Too Short, and E40. Look at look at Steve's face. He's okay. taking this in. He's doing the, the real, calculations. Right. The super group okay. personalities are landing on his branding uh, expertise. You know, people don't know this, but Steve's got an extra node in his brain <laughs> that's strictly for branding from all of the different yep. branding right. things. Right. Yeah, it automatically goes through that. Right. It's like a dolphin. People send stuff and it bounces off of shit and it comes back in it and you calculate things. What do you make of that supergroup? The absolute first thing that I make of the supergroup is that you've got two artists that are, I feel like, mega, mega stars. 
with two artists that aren't mega mega stars. Who and are two shorts, yes, two shorts done massive. Yes, I understand that. But him and E Forty are kind of like secondary, secondary. They would perform at secondary places. See, this right? is where you and I differ. Because like, like, like a tech, like a who's that? Is it Tech Nine? Is that that yeah, right? Yeah. Tech Nine. He's in a secondary market. He's never going to really fill up right. Madison Square Garden, but he'll fill up New Jersey Park. Right. You know what I'm saying? I right. feel like those guys are getting pulled up to a different now, level. Like, like he could fill he Snoop could, and Cube. That's he my could, opinion. Right. He could fill up Echoplex. Right. Yes. Okay. But what? Let, 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 let Sean say I'm his piece. I'm from the Bay Area. Right. Yeah. So like too short. So you and, love it. And E40 are the, huh. the biggest. biggest. But that's but yeah. that's that is in that city and in that area. I wouldn't say that would be the same in Kentucky. And I think Ice Cube and Snoop. Yes, that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. Absolutely. E40 and too short. Hold on. The biggest in San Francisco, but that they ain't really scratching what. Cube and Snoop are in the world. Hold on, hold on. Okay, so I'm now seeing two different sort of evaluative camps. Unclench your fist. No, no. I, <laughs> my dick's inside. Okay. Now, weird dick shit. Here we go. You, you he started it. Nice. During this time it was me. This, this, this time okay. it was me for sure. But the issue is... I like one of those guys that likes to own up this shit real fast. Yeah. Like that's going to save Get him. it out of the way. What the fuck is that? What? That, that's a... Uh, that's that's me. You listen, see? listen. I'll tell you something. That's a good question. Before we get off of Cube again, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the issue is, is that you know, in listening to the Implosion show, right, and we got a lot of feedback. I definitely got some feedback, right, mm-hmm. which we'll save for another episode. But I looked at that and I was like, you know what? As much as there was a part of me that wanted to try to manipulate that situation into somehow I was right, right. Right. And you can kind of even hear that in what I was saying. Yeah. But then there was another part of me that was like, dude, if you either believe it or you don't like about bringing the reality of our lives and our personalities to the audience. Mm. So when I'm trying to own up to shit, it's because I have a piece of my mind that's remembering what you said to me, bro. You said and then Sean and I push back against it. But like, sometimes I stick on weird dick shit too long. And then Sean and I were like, well, bro, you talk a lot about weird dicks, too. And then you were like, what? Me? Really? No. And your face was a, a real shock. Yeah. Schwartz was laughing about it. Schwartz was like, did you see Steve's face? It was a legitimate shock. Like, oh, well, then let me know. Yeah. Mm. Really? It was okay. great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. exactly like that. So now I'm, I'm trying to keep all of that together to give some cohesion to the show to let people know that our dialogues are still ongoing. So that's that. Uh, all right. So going back to the camps. Please. Okay. So on one side, I'm seeing you and Schwartz understanding that the market level in terms of bringing an audience to pack a house, you guys are saying Snoop and Ice Cube are first tier, and that makes total sense to me. Absolutely correct. You're right. Kentucky, no way. Right. Mm -hmm. But also, I think the reason why guys like E-40 and Too Short, and and you're right to point out the Bay Area bias by Old Blue Eyes. But is because those guys have, I think, in a weird way, a deeper brand. It's not as broad, but they've been the same <laughs> and they've carried the brand. I cannot argue that. Absolutely. Right. That's all I'm saying. You're right. You're, I, dude, like Too Short has a fucking fan base, bro. Right. Yeah. That's just like. And he hasn't yeah. fucked his brand in any way. Like no, there's been he's no never the same. Though. These things are true. 
But just think about what Go you're ahead. saying. Go ahead. And that rings true for Snoop Dogg all over the world. Yep. Uh, it I'm, does, bro. He might he might be the biggest, the biggest one ever. 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 Yeah. No, no, I'm not talking about big. I agree with you. His marketing level is genius. But I might bet that there are some people that might say Cube and Snoop got off brand in a couple of ways. You could say that, but sure. but I'm trying to say is that there's this dedicated Snoop fan. Sure. That is dedicated for life. It's everything Snoop. Like, like Too Short. They're like white chicks from fucking Milwaukee that love Snoop. And yeah, they're right. on Snoop forever. Even right. as they have kids. They're, so I think he, maybe not Cube, but I think that Snoop has that same appeal Listen, way well, bigger. Snoop can go into multiple different markets. He's, he's got crossover written all over him. And, I'm not, and I can't argue with that. And that's not, I don't think that's where I'm going with it. Okay. There's a reason why Cube and Snoop are rolling with E40 and Too Short. Of course. Oh, no, no, no. But it's not about who they can. It's not about. I don't think they're brought into the mix. They're dead in the game. They're deep in the game. They're deep in the game. They got a credibility. Credibility is deep. Yes, and that's it. Almost brings more legitimacy. Them. Yeah, and, and that's my only, and that's only my point. That's yeah. my only point. I think that would be yeah. Sean's Sean. Now, now you've heard us dunderheads talk about it. Sean's the audio <laughs> nerd, so explain more about whatever it is that you think is going on there. And then I want to pick Steve's brain again on who designed that marketing package. Go ahead. Um, I guess my my evaluation is that um, I think both Cube and Snoop. From a musical perspective, have you know they hit their peak at the very beginning mm-hmm. and kind of like wrote it down. And I would say it's less less steep of a curve for um, for Ice Cube than it is for because I think I think Snoop's best material is his stuff with Dre. And after that, I mean, I, I couldn't even fucking tell. I, you I agree, with right? You. Yeah, but no, I like agree. With musically, that. now you know him being with Martha Stewart. That's probably the pinnacle of his career. Yeah, you know? but that album that he did with Pharrell a lot, yeah, that was really good too. That that was actually like some legit good stuff that was more recent. Right. But of course, doggy style. I mean, is always gonna when you have your first album be doggy style, right. you're fucked. Yeah, because right. it's just there's too good nothing else too, yeah. that's gonna right. wait, 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 wait. touch it. That's it, true unless you're that good that you're not fucked. that you follow up with it. There's a lot right. of people yeah. that have a follow up album no, that's there's... good or better. So we yeah, can't but that's a but that's like a a classic fucking album, dude, that happens once in a I don't see any. I'm, I'm trying to think of another artist that has like Ashan. a doggy style, you know, type of them be, being sure. such an They're iconic only like, album, I only know some rock and then and them doing it again. Like and who would that be, Steve? Like Pink Floyd, people like that. Zeppelin. Rolling Stone, right? Rolling so, Stone. so, and the only reason why I'm saying that outdo themselves, they keep on outdoing themselves. And the only reason why I'm saying that Schwartz is because I agree with you, right? Like, like it's Eminem. A, he had a two yeah, his follow up, and then I don't know that he's at the same level after that in terms of an album. I would say he's bigger after his. Well, I don't know. He's maybe bigger, not. but that Slim not, Shady LP was still the best. Yeah, but I don't think lyrically it was better than. I mean, okay, so it, stop. So stop. Yeah. All right. No, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So see, this is what I was trying to say about the two camps. On the one hand, we're saying on the show bigger, meaning audience and crossover appeal. Mm-hmm. The other part of it is more about what Sean's about, which is the integrity of the lyrics, right? 
And those are two separate things. And this is why I think, and you can talk about this, Steve. Yes. The packaging of Snoop, Cube, E-40, and Too Short. Like, what do you think? Of- I, I think that the, the packaging is smart because the packaging and the marketing of this thing, what plays almost a bigger part is more like, first off, if this tour or super group is going to tour and it's supposed to tour the West Coast, yeah. or it's like a West Coast prominent yeah. thing, Ooh. they did exactly what they're supposed to yep. do. Exactly. Right. You got the top You're and the right. bottom, right? So, You're 100% right. Also, you got to remember, they're aiming at an age. When, yep. when E40 was at, and Too Short were at, like when Too Short was at his biggest, so was Cube and so was Snoop. Like, those, yeah. those, so they're catering to a certain demographic as well. Yeah. It's like people in their 40s. Right. And yep. early 50s. They all can get down. And if it's a West Coast thing, then you were listening to those four artists at parties, everything up and down the coast. Right. The four so, directions of the West Coast. Right. So the only thing missing from that is Dre. Why? Right. And, and who else would? Yeah. But we're talking about rappers. I get it. But what I'm saying is. Think about this. When you said the two biggest guys from up there, you're right. Who else would you grab from up there? I don't. Who is the cat that was killed? King Salmon. Uh, Dre, uh, <laughs> Mac Dre. Mac Dre, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Those two guys are the biggest guys. So when you're like, oh, let's get these guys from L.A. and then let's. Uh, oh, yeah, you're it's right. Those two. You're it's fucking the only. Right. Two My, from uh, up the there. only thing I could think of is like. You could probably go Sacramento and go like Brother Lynch Hung or no. something. No, I mean you're right, no, but he's, he's not up. in the same. Yeah, he's not. No. God, Vallejo, bro. That's like, it. There's a really. lot of people into E40. But bro. I think yeah. E40. I think you. Uh, but, I mean, I mean, in I in high too. school, down and dirty, the click down and dirty, which was, uh, you know. E40's group or whatever. With Dude, and all. let me tell you something about that. Was my fucking. I mean, that shit was Listen in my up, tape deck. Oh, yeah. That was in my tape deck. Like, <laughs> he went in the mode. Hey, hey, hey. It was like, bro, that was my. He can't see underneath the table. He started rubbing his hands. On yeah, his he started shit. fucking like putting his. He hands was like, man, oh, dudes, oh, I love those time. guys. That album is fucking. Incredible. I gotta get out of here, guys. Yeah, I gotta leave for a. Wait a second. Wait a collaboration. All right, right. Where are you going? I'm going to Cookies Melrose, you guys, right now. Right. We're doing a, a drop with Starter. Okay. Um, oh, I've seen it with Corneo and all that Everybody shit. Everybody's fucking up. So listen, if it's okay with you, uh, you're going to come in on some other shows in the Zoom, but also maybe we're going to continue on with Schwartz and his personal connection to Ice Cube. Yeah. Talk about the beef between uh, Cypress and... Um, do you have and anything? Do you do you want to weigh in well, as a as a? Is, I'll let you guys weigh in and do it. But what I will say, go ahead, was that that situation. I'm looking at your ass right real. now. <laughs> yeah, almost got real. That situation almost got real. I'm gonna um, play the the interview. And uh, be real does a sick ass interview about that situation. Yeah, but uh, and there was a certain couple people. Just remember. Dub C was never mentioned in that beef. And that's right. The reason that Dub C wasn't mentioned, and that's because him and Muggs used to be in a group before any of this together. So that's why those two, those he was kept out of it. You know, um, but it almost got real, and I'll let you guys tell. It me. almost got be real. Yeah. Right. All right. So. I hate to do it. I hate to have I, to leave. I yeah. will say this. You will be a part, because we're going to do a, a different Ice Cube show okay. for Gumroad right. that you'll be a part of. Okay. Uh, something a lot more in-depth anyway, than what we're doing here. Anyway, it's a Cookie's Cookie. Blue track suit. It fucking looks clean. It looks live. He's giving the pounds. He's running around. Bucks, yeah. Bucks text me, text me when you have time to get on Zoom. 
Okay. Schwartz is your is your embodiment. He's the fucking vessel for you. I got it. Show. You got it. Yep. Got yeah. it. Already talked about. What did you talk about? All. Uh, Don't move well, that we, thing away we from. Ta- we talked about uh, him texting me ahead of time when he's got five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen Great. minutes. All right. Zoom. Great. Hey man. <laughs> That's not me. Okay. And listen, I'm now, from oh, now on, I'm not even, I might tease you a little bit, but I ain't trying to fucking, I, it's, I'm leaving it to right other people. You know, we're, we're just doing a show here. Let's, uh, you know. All right. And let's listen, move. Let's go. T- let's go t- on to the show. Listen, listen, listen. First of all, what you just heard Old Blue Eyes do is from Boogie Nights. Old Blue Eyes and I were huge fans of Boogie Nights and it had nothing to do with big dicks. There's That's much, true. Okay. But there was a It's pa- a great film. Oh, it is. I agree. There's that part where Little Bill and one of the other camera guys are sitting there. Little Bill has just seen his wife getting butt rammed in a parking lot. William H. Macy. Right. One of the greatest actors of all time. Uh, And he was sitting there and the other camera guy is talking to him. And he's like, you know, are we ready to go? And he's got and Little Bill's got no fucking answers for the next shot. Right. And like the big guy is giving him shit. And he's like. Right, I mean, okay, we're just fucking filming a movie, right? Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> and he says it in this deadpan way, and ever since then, that stuck yeah. with fucking blue eyes. He loved that, right? Yeah, I do love that. All right. <laughs> and also, I want to let the audience know that when, 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 when E-40 was at the height of his powers, uh, in a sense, and, and old blue eyes was on his shit, like seriously, right? King Salmon followed him because King Salmon followed whatever Blue Eyes was into musically. King Salmon was on that exact same thing. <laughs> it's true. And anything that King Salmon found on his own was mostly lame. Like he found this one rap dude named Seth DeGaffla that no one's ever heard of. And, and he had a big chunky chain and it was a brother and he was right by like a tire, like by some fucking rims. <laughs> like a it, rim. And yeah. the, the, like the one na- Dayton rim. Yeah. yeah. And the name was Living Kinda Lavish. <laughs> and Steven, and then Old Blue Eyes was all about it. Sam, we would call Sam and Seth to Gaffla and be like, Are you living kind of lavish, bro? And all that shit. And fucking King Sam would go nuts. But during that time, I couldn't understand anything that Old Blue Eyes said because half of it was E40 fucking gibberish. <laughs> What are, what are some of the things that E40 oh, would... Oh, come on, man. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Dude, he'd be like, oh... But I tell you this. And I'd be like, what are you like, talking sprinkle about? Sprinkle me, sprinkle yeah, me. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I'd be like, I don't know what he's I talking about. That was before about. that. I was before yeah, yeah, that's oh, what but I figured. But. I, used to roll, I used to roll around. I didn't have a car. I didn't get a car until I was like 18, right? <laughs> but I used to roll around with this blue case... And it was a, a tape case, and I had like it had like twenty tapes on one side, and you flip it over, Hell and there were twenty yeah. tapes on the other side. It was like a it was like a briefcase, like brief yeah. And like I would get in people's car, and I would have my briefcase, <laughs> and I would All be the like, hot shit. "So, bro, they would let me." So that was my way that was of your riding shotgun, to ride. right? So I would get to ride shotgun, and I would just put tapes in and be like, "Listen to this song, nice. listen to this song." Would so you blow like, dudes' minds? Oh yeah, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And I then like I would that. have, because I would go to, I mean, I would spend like all my money on basically music. Right. That's basically what I, I would go to like Tower Records. And this was back when you could buy a tape and then like you could, you could take it back. Right. You could if, record if it. it was terrible. You could dub it and then take it Well, back. I never dubbed anything. Right. It was just like, you know, I wanted right. it pure. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I would go into tape stores and just buy tapes and I had a fucking Do you still have a catalog of tapes? You still No. Have I don't no? have any of them left. None. It's I do have a lot of CDs, though. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Let's okay. So NWA, by the way, was one of the original super rap groups. That was how it was eventually put together. Was the idea of putting together who were already the biggest fucking names. So now you're saying Mount what? Go say it again. Mount Westmore. And then that is a place in Los Angeles, no? No, no. Like, that's a play on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. So that's from the West. Mount Rushmore. Got the, it. The Westmore. Westmore, westward yeah. leading. Okay. Does the front of the album cover have them like? <sighs> it's got to right. I don't think it's out yet. Yeah, but it's <laughs> got. It? It, when it comes out, <laughs> it's got to be that, right? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Dude, you want to hear the? You want to hear Ice Cube's? Yeah. Verse. I'd love to hear <laughs> it. Hold on. Drop yeah, that. Go ahead. Do you want me to turn you up or what? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. All right, here we Good go. Good old Schmitty. Okay, this is woofer, big titty hooker, cocaine cooker, rooftop looker, looked out and saw TJ Hooker, jumped off the roof like Superfly Snooker. You know me, I'm up in it like a booger. Then I treat the bitch like some dice and I shook her. I heard this youngin screaming like a. I mean, look, bro, that's all I'm gonna play, dude. Okay, so wait a second, Schwartz. Wait, yeah. shh, Schwartz. I was watching your eyes. You had like, it looked like shit was washing over your brain as you were listening to that. You were heavy lidded. Please tell us your true reaction. It's just lame, man. That I might mean, be the worst bar. It's it's pretty bad. Ice man. Cube's worst bar. It, it, it's pretty bad. I, I'm I'm embarrassed. I mean, I get it. Like, I understand he does that shit because of where he's at in his career. Um, it's just disappointing if we're actually what we're doing on the show is talking about and thinking about his career as a whole, knowing where he came from lyrically and what he brought. It's kind of sad, right? Yeah, yeah. And I would say, actually, you know, not to you know, it's 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 a terrible fucking lyric, but everybody on this whole track is terrible, right? Everybody. Thank Actually, right. too short is probably the best on here, and he even his verses wow. is not not. But it's like think about the last shit that he did, like the the things that he's done later in his career, like we be clubbing, Terrible. fucking get your boogie yeah. on, like right? Wasn't that Terrible. his too? Right? You know what I'm saying? So like he really hasn't been dope since he said. What was low. after the Predator album? I can't remember. Oh, bro. Yeah, but like, I think but. like, well, he did uh, America's Most, and then he did Kill at Will, right? And then he did. Um, I think I think that was Predator like the, album. Yeah, and then he did. What was the one where uh, today was a good day, or was that the Predator album? I have Lucky. to look up the discography because that right. was that was around that. Uh, that was, I think, his last dope shit. Okay, so all right, so that's the sep- super group. Yeah. All right. And um but let's let's go back for a minute. All right. Let's go back for a minute. Mm-hmm. Because um I don't think we can talk about Ice Cube without talking about what his first name was, his first rap handle. What was his first rap rap handle? Purple Ice. Purple Ice? Purple Ice. That was when they have him with that picture where he looks like he's uh, from fucking, like he's hanging with Prince and shit. He's got the ruffles and the jersey. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. That. Yeah. And purple is a, an ode to fucking Prince. And then ice 
is an ode to, I think, his name that he gave himself, Ice Cube, after his brother, who was nine years older than him, caught him fucking trying to hit, talk to his girlfriends. And so his older brother said, man, I should fucking smash your ass into the freezer. And then Ice Cube was like, yeah, you know what? That's cold. I'm going to be Ice Cube. That's how he came up with the name Ice Cube. Wow, I never knew that. And <clears throat> um, while this is all going on, right, um, I think we should, you know, Ice Cube, um, he... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Definitely was a big fan of like Run DMC and the Beastie Boys, as was <laughs> almost everybody at that time. Right. right. It wasn't yeah. like now where you have this poo-poo platter of hip hop geniuses to choose from. It was a pretty limited selection. And so you had to find some of the coldest dudes in the game. And I think that at the time, you know, it was like like Run DMC. And I think Cube, from what I read, and I've read a couple of different books already on Cube, Heller, NWA, Yella, all those motherfuckers, which Sean's like, we're going to do another show proper. Right. And just out of curiosity, because I was going to ask you this a million times already as we've discussed this. Yeah. But I'm like, what is the show proper you want to do, analytical one, that's to the, be perfect? I think there's no space here because I think we're getting into dangerous territory when we start playing a lot of music. Yep. And that's what I really want to do is play some examples of... Um, different types of tracks and, and whatever and, and see you know where shit went off the hook where shit is went off the rails yeah okay so having said all of that right we're talking about cube and actually as i've been thinking about our show the hard luck show i've been thinking about how we are like the three wise men right who came to see under a star and we saw some fucking magical thing birth in an right. area that changed the entire world. In this case, the three wise men are three dope motherfuckers, which is O Blue Eyes, Big Lux, and Chumahan, and we've witnessed the birth of something magical on the westward leading. And the idea here now, I realize, is like, fuck, we gotta talk about Ice Cube, we gotta talk about Easy E, we gotta talk about Dr. Dre, we gotta talk about Too Short, we gotta walk through the various prophets of the West. Hmm. To talk and, 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 and really use what we bring to all those subjects. That's why it even makes sense the South Pacific, because that was part of the World War II that started from the West going westward. Right. And, you know, none of this is planned out, but it's starting to make sense that maybe our collective subconscious is bringing these elements together. So, having said that, these are some things that I, and I think we should do a Jerry Heller show. Yeah, that would be a really interesting one for people. I don't know shit about Jerry Heller. Well, I can tell you a couple of things, um, just as a like a little like kind of like a, a teaser order, you know, before the man could, you know, real clean your palate, motherfucker. But the issue is Jerry Heller 
not only has written a book and he's done some interviews, it's an interesting intersection between the Jewish and the African-American experience. Yes, it is. And that's, that X where that crosses pretty much falls on Ice Cube, no? It does, yeah. The way they melded those two together, it, it's really interesting. And there's a story, especially in the, in the hip-hop world, that a lot of people don't know about. Um, you know, you have a lot of the artists, which are mainly African-American, but a lot of the people behind the machine of hip-hop from its nexus were Jewish. Um, so it, it is interesting. And right. I think we could do a deep dive into it. Right. So from that perspective, Ice Cube put out what a lot of people have called an anti-Semitic song aimed at Jerry Heller for what he perceived to be Jerry Heller's manipulation and cheating of all of the black artists that were in NWA and then moved out of there. Right. Do I have that right? Yep. And I believe that the, that even, you know, Ice Cube's maybe one of the, and this is an interesting thing to talk about, but Ice Cube's maybe one of the most known people I've ever seen not back down from an accusation of anti-Semitism. Like, they, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm looking at you and talking to you because you're Jewish. Right. So what are, do you have any thoughts or have you observed anything in I, that position? I've never observed anything when I did actually spend time around the guy that made me feel um, he had Jewish kids working at his record label, Lynch Mob Records. Um, he lived in a very Jewish area of the San Fernando Valley, which is Tarzana and Sino area. Um, and, uh, no, I, and so to see things like that, I've heard the song and I've seen different quotes and things, but no, I, I actually don't think the guy's anti-Semitic at all. Right. And I'm not necessarily asking that, but, but also you have extended Jewish family members, no? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Do they ever voice to you like, God, how can you hang around Ice Cube's people? It's a, it's a, it's a shame. No, no, not at all. And, and really because they just didn't know um, too much about him. And the ones that did, it wasn't on their radar, really, truthfully. And so, how would it be that you were around Cube's people? So I was actually around him. So when I was a, a young kid, I met. Uh, I met Ice Cube's brother-in-law, which uh, his older sister, who's referenced in songs, Kim, was married to Ice Cube and uh, knew him right around the end of junior high, beginning of high school. And we did go to school together. And Hold uh, on. Yeah. Who's we? When you say we went to school together, who is that? Uh, Adonis. Adonis is his uh, brother-in-law. So Ice Cube's brother-in-law is named Adonis? Yeah. Is he Greek? No. Oh, okay. No. And, okay, and so you went to school with Adonis. Yeah. And so Adonis married who? No, Adonis's older sister married Ice Cube. So your friend's older sister married Ice Cube. Yep. It's his Are wife. They, yeah, yeah, they're to still this day. together. Mm -hmm. Still have kids. In fact, his young son, who's O'Shea Jr., I used to go, when I would go over to that, we went over, there was like a year and a half period where we were going there all the time. And it was right around the time that Friday was being made and finished and then coming out. Um, but we used to go there all the time. I used to play video games with his kid, who's now like a movie star. and uh, The one that was the star in Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, yeah. That O'Shea played Jr. his dad. Yeah, 
I used to literally, he was like a little kid, man, and they had every single video game system. Of course. And like every single game. So for me, it was like, you know, it was easy and it was fun. It was uh, playing with him. Then to see him grow up, I saw him. He was in a couple of his movies, like as a young kid. Like, I think he was in Are We There Yet? And he was also in a couple commercials. And I started seeing him. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, that's that little kid. And now he's, you know. Wait, so there. how old were you in relation to to Ice Cube's son? So I was in, I mean, I was in ninth grade. So wow. what was that, like 14? Yeah, like that's that. 14. Yeah, 14. And how old was he? I mean, dude, he probably was like five. I, I'd love to look up and see exactly what year. No, he was just born, what you but remember. He must have been. I mean, probably was like a four-year-old kid, five-year-old kid. And so, like, like what were you games. playing? Like fucking Mario Kart with him? Like, yeah, stupid Madden or whatever stuff. Back Madden, in the day, yeah. All right, listen to the Madden episode. This yeah. is a call out. All right, go ahead. Yeah. No, so it was. Um, <laughs> It, it was cool hanging out there all the time, and we used to, him and I would, like, skip school fucking often, dude, and we'd go, and, and he'd usually, you know, Ice Cube would be there, and... Wait a second, wait a second. Yeah. You would skip school with Ice Cube's five-year-old son? No, 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 his, <laughs> his brother-in-law. Okay, so, I don't, now listen, yeah, yeah. people did give me shit on the Implosion show, because part of my anger, what I expressed that I was mad that you interrupt... Yeah. And then people are like, motherfucker, you interrupt all fucking day. What are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, well, all right. So the reason why I'm interrupting is because it, you lose the thread a little bit when you say he. Right. So I want to make sure we get it clear. Okay, it. so Adonis. Yeah. You're running around with a guy named Adonis. Yeah. Was he like, what was he? Was he hot? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I got to dude, actually how I met this kid. Yeah. Is my friends and I used to go to the man movie theaters in Tarzana, like on Friday <laughs> nights, Saturday nights, whatever, like in junior high. Yeah. And we were standing out there. And of course, it's like all, you know, like upper, you know, upper class or upper middle class. And we were outside in front and two black kids roll up on a bike, roll up on bikes and fucking basically they come to jack us for our pagers. And there were me and four other friends, four of them handed them like quicker. I think they handed them out before they were finished, like saying, like, give them to us. Right. And I was the only one who didn't. And we kind of fought. And then we saw each other in the area. And then we, we talked like he gave me credit for like not coming up off the pager right away. Right. So which turned out. Uh, and then we started hanging out, man. And sort of like the implosion show. Yeah. Did, did you right? give him your pager though? No, oh, okay. no, I did. I was, no, it wasn't going to happen. All right. So you start hanging out with, and he's a black dude named Adonis. Yeah. Okay. So then you start hanging. So it's, so let me get this right. It's Schwartz and Adonis. Yeah. I feel like there's a series in yeah. that. Right? <laughs> there's Schwartz and Adonis cruising around terrorizing LA. So you're, so then, so then how do you get to Cube's house? So one day at school, he said that his brother, and he used to call him his brother, um, and so initially, actually, I thought that that was his younger brother, but realized that it wasn't. It was brother through marriage. But he's like, my brother wants uh, wants me to have a few people over to his place to uh, he wants to show us a movie he's working on. And OK, wait, stop. At this point, do you know it's Ice Cube or not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I knew. Because listen, even if it was by like adoption or fucking twice removed. Yeah. If Ice Cube's in the mix, I'm going to be calling him my brother, too. Right. You never know sure. when you need to ask for a loan. You right. know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Right, so um, so I was like, OK, cool. And set it up. And I didn't even know who was going there. But funny enough, when we get there, I realized that it's like five white 
like again upper class or upper middle class kids coming to see this movie there's not it, it was very clear that he wanted an opinion from a certain demographic hold on okay so you're saying that when you showed up yeah you saw another like five or ten other white people around your age right right the only other brother i know that's done anything like that is michael jackson for a completely different reason <laughs> but so q's bringing you over and to watch a movie? Now, did you yeah. know what Friday was? No, I had no idea. We weren't even told the name. I don't even think we were told the name of it when uh, when they had us over. Okay, so then when you walk, what's the house like? Nice house in in uh, like the south of the boulevard, south of Ventura Boulevard in the valley. It's like what style? Are we talking about like you what, know Greek single, revival? No, single floor, nice. It was a you know a gate with kind of like an oval driveway, but the gate was all it was private. You know you couldn't see that the front of the house really. Right, and was Easy E outside with a gun waiting for a cube <laughs> to step out or anything? No. Nah. Okay, very good. So then you go inside, right? Right. Is now, the door already open? Is there a white butler? Like, how's right. this go? So I get there, and it feels <laughs> like it's kind of weird. My memory is like we all walked in at the same time, but I can't imagine that. But of course, <laughs> you got to understand, right? Like what you see on TV or the rap videos or whatever is a certain image. Now, at that age, you know, you kind of believe that rappers are really like that. Right. Just like you might have believed in Santa Claus. Like, it's not, you know. Uh, Was there you know, a statue of a malt liquor bottle in the front room? Right. So, basically, in my head, I'm expecting him to open the door up like. And it's going to be like Crenshaw wearing, Boulevard. Yeah, wearing like Dickies right. and fucking Ben Davis. Right. And, White socks, hat, all right. that shit, right? Right, and with a blunt in his mouth. Correct. Okay. And I am greeted at the door by him, and I'll never forget, he had a Massimo shirt on and just, like, regular, like, jeans or some shit. And it totally fucked my mind up. I was like, he's got a Massimo shirt on. Like, what the fuck? And anyway, you shake his hand, or does he say, come right in? There's a funny, I, I'm going to give you a little bit tidbit about that at the end of it, but <laughs> no, really, because, because there was a thing like, uh, anyways, so no, I didn't shake his hand. I was very nervous. I might've said, hello, Mr. Ice Cube. When I walked Did in you the say door. that? Hello, Mr. Ice Cube. I don't know, man. Like I, I was totally nervous. Like, I of was, course. Like, I remember how you came like in the, fucking... the first time you came to the hard luck show and we're nothing like Ice Cube. I remember how shut down you kind of were. You were like looking at the ground and am I wrong? <laughs> I don't know. You were nervous, man. bro. Come on. Oh, yeah, don't yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I said as much, man. Yeah. You were like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Before then, like later you were like, fuck you, Chumahan. Fuck. <laughs> you go ahead no so we we go in and and pretty much the the theater he had a theater inside his house but it wasn't it was like a theater room it wasn't like a movie theater with rows of chairs it was just really kind of like a big bonus room and all the (laughs) windows had like these blackout shades and and then a projector dropped down and it was like well hold on Michael Jackson has the exact same setup, but for a totally different reason. Yeah, Go I ahead. didn't drink the Kool-Aid, but... Uh. <laughs> Blackout windows and a fucking <laughs> exactly. projector. But Michael's doing something completely different than Ice Cube. Go ahead. Yeah, man. So, and then he put he proceeds to put on fucking Friday, which... Wait a second. Before you go to that, 
How, so does he offer you guys popcorn and fucking raisinets? I think there was all kinds of shit in there. Like no all shit. Kind of, yeah, yeah, for Did sure. Did you like had load a, up your pockets? For sure, it had it. No, no, no. For sure, it had a popcorn, you know, fucking thing that you see in places that, like a movie theater popcorn thing. But I think he had. And are you in ninth grade? Yeah. So you must have been fucking stoked. Oh yeah, yeah, for but, sure. But were you trying to maintain like, oh, this is no like cool on the outside? Oh yeah, one hundred percent for sure. <laughs> After as yeah, I'm getting dropped off there by my grandmother, like you know, <laughs> walking in. You know, it was pretty funny. But okay, so you go in there. There's popcorn. There's a movie screen. Yeah. There's fucking juji fruits. Yeah. All right. His family, you know, his family was there, and uh-huh. uh, we uh, we went in, and he proceeds to put on fucking Friday, man. Wait a second. Like, when he puts it on, though, yeah, is there a projector? Yeah, is yeah, it a projector. V- it's like a drop-down projector from the ceiling. No shit. Yeah. And yeah, so Ice Cube is sitting there with a bunch of kids. It's dark, and he's like, all right, you little crumb snatchers. I won't put the, did he give you an announcement? I think he said something like, just kind of said, hey, this is a movie that basically is finished. You know, I want you guys to check it out and let me know what you think about it. Was he going to give you rating cards to fill out no. at that? No, he just wanted to know what we thought about it. So this was a were focus you, group. Uh, were you a weed smoker at the time? Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you for high sure. for this? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to make sure you're in your right mind. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> exactly. So, so you, okay, all right. So he goes, all right, guys, watch this shit. Right. I mean, it's a movie about weed. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. it, Dude, it's a fucking classic movie. Yeah, and it's so, definitely a classic. And so the fact that I was literally like one of the first eyes to see the finished product on it, it's all, I mean, it's it's a trip. Like it's a, Right, you might even be able to get laid off of saying that, right? Like, oh, yeah, I saw that before there was even music. Yeah, laid movie. multiple times off that. Did you? Oh, uh, laid multiple times off my fucking friendship with him for sure. Okay, so then you watched the movie, and what did you see that we don't norm that we don't see in the finished version? So first of all, there was no music. There was no like opening music. It just opens up. I remember the first thing that I saw was the shoes on top of the uh, on top of the the power wires, and but there was no music, and there actually the scene was Smokey taking a shit on the side wasn't uh, wasn't on that night it, i saw him later because dude you got to remember for like the next several months we were going over there like every couple days and every time we went over there we would watch the latest cut of the movie and he'd always be like hanging out in there and and it used to at that point then it would just be me my buddy adonis ice cube another guy he had he had this artist coming up called kd on that his first album, it's actually pretty good. It's uh, called Ass Cash or Gas. No one rides for free, right? And uh, living kind of lavish. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, we would go over there all the time. I smoked out of the the pipe, the skull pipe that's on the cover of the Predator album. Um, had a lot of cool experiences with that guy. Went to Dre's house in Calabasas when they were working on the song uh, "Natural Born Killer" or for the "Natural Born Killer" soundtrack. What was Dre's house like? Crazy. It was actually in Calabasas, what's now like a huge development, but he had one of the first houses and there weren't maybe 10, 15 houses. Were there a bunch of people hanging out outside? At at Dre's house? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh-uh. Why did you ask that? I heard I heard another story about Dre. Um, I can tell it now or I can save it for a different time. Tell, tell Bring it. Now. So my buddy, he had a, a product that he was bringing over to Dre. It was like a, a, a music product. And he said he pulled up to fucking 
Dre's house. Yeah. And there was just like people hanging out, like lowriders out there, a bunch of fools, just like, uh, obviously these are the people that didn't get to go inside. Right. Right. right? And they were all like gangsters or whatever. And he was like, oh, fuck. And he's a white guy. Right. And he's like, what am I going to do? <laughs> he's like, parks his car. And he's like, am I going to walk past this shit? And he's like all fucking freaked out. But he puts, he gets the stuff and then he, he starts walking up and they're, you know, they're all like, oh, what's up, man? What, what you got there? You know, like <laughs> giving him shit. And he's like knocking on the door. He's like, hurry up and not, hurry up and yeah, hurry up and yeah. Hey, wait. So, so when you, so, What's the difference between Dre's house and Cube's house from what you saw? Dre's house was bigger and nicer. Cube's house was really nice, but it was definitely a family pad. Like, it was a family pad south of the boulevard, like, in the valley. Like, there's a certain type of house. It's hard for me to describe, but it's like a nice family home in a nice area. How was it decorated, though? I'm really curious. Like Very white. Very white. And there might have been some black lacquer. Around that time, probably mm. some black lacquer furniture, mirrored shit. What about Dre's uh, house? Was Dre's any Roman columns? Dre, yeah, yeah, yeah there were some yeah. Roman columns. What I about Dre's? I could before you say anything. This is what I would imagine based on my listening to Dre and limited knowledge, right? right? But my image of Dre would be that there would be something a little bit like tron-esque like dark tron-esque about what dre would want so, because somehow i imagine him and i think it's because he he had a storage unit that had all of his albums and shit that he sampled from called the terror dome so based on that i always imagine him in something that is sort of dark a little spaceshipy and that is like you know would look like maybe a giant studio but it's all over the thing. Now, tell me what I you I got to be honest with you. They were decorated kind of similarly. Really? Yeah. I, really, it might have been the time and kind of, you know, culturally maybe, you know. Sort of what was available at the time? Not just what was available, but like, you know, I had I had a few black friends growing up. And I think if I if I think about it. Their houses were kind of decorated similarly. But like what elements would be part of that? Because sometimes when I think about it, so I've been into multiple African-American homes. Sometimes I'll see like statues of Black Panthers and shit. Right. Or lions. Other times I'll see like, you know, art memorabilia in certain areas. And then other times I'll see like, you know, um, maybe like um, just regular shit that you wouldn't associate with any group or anything. It was, it was kind of modern and still a little eighties ish because it was just at the beginning of the nineties. So it's, it's, it's still got a little bit of eighties flair, you know, that eighties money flair. Um, but it it was really interesting, but we, so we watched the movie Uh and, um, blown away by it we thought it was the best shit ever you know he came how does, in how does yeah so what did how did he assess what yeah he came in because he was going in and out during the movie and he came in when it was over and, and we're just all like giddy as shit like what the fuck did we just see like you got knocked the fuck like dude classic classic movie and we were just blown away man literally didn't know what we had seen like didn't know what we had just seen how lucky we were how kind of what that movie would become in the lexicon of our generation, really. And um, <laughs> lexicon, it, Very good. it was uh, it was really cool. But so we we tell him it's fucking awesome. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Yeah. So 
what's his demeanor like? Because the cube I see on TV for the most part is a little bit of a like a, an aggressive, hard shell dude who's like. So I imagine him coming up and be like, "Yeah, what the fuck did?" You, what, yeah, how was e- he? Not even, man. He was so fucking normal. I mean, if you will, like, he was super fucking cool, laid back, down to earth. Wasn't like. Did he ask questions? Like, what part did you like? What part didn't you? You like? know, I think he did a little bit, but we were so like fucking ah, like it was it was great. It was like he could clearly see like we like he's him. got some like okay. you know what I mean. Like uh-huh. it hit the demographic he's looking to hit and sell the movie to. Right it's it's right in there right um and so anyways we're i'm still really nervous haven't had really like a conversation with the guy and so we're all getting ready to leave and he opens the door and i I don't know if maybe a couple of the kids have been there before or whatever and all i know is i was like the last one in the row to walk out and i was kind of like nervous like okay have a nice night yeah and he's like what's up man you're not gonna give me a pound goodbye like and you know put out his hand like to give i was like "Oh, oh shit yeah my bad it was funny, man. Like, I was just nervous, like, starstruck, kind of, you know. You know what I appreciate about what you're saying is that you're admitting to being starstruck. For sure. No, because I talked to a million motherfuckers in L.A., and they act like tough motherfuckers. And they're like, I don't give a shit. Who should I'm not starstruck. But right. to be honest, dude, if you met Dre or somebody went in, you definitely feel some anxiety about, like, oh, man, this is a fucking titan of the culture. Dude, for sure. And... And you got to think of what their music did to suburban white kids and, and kids, uh, you know, our age, you know, our age now. It was we we were the pioneers of people even we? listening to that music, mm-hmm. our generation. Mm-hmm. And so it hit us like a fucking just it, it was it was a um, it was an enigma in itself and kind of just knocked kids off everywhere off off their you know so you know when sort of dr dre and ice cube and um dj yella and all those dudes you know at the time you kind of had like and 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 ice cube's name purple ice lets you know this but at the time including the world uh class wrecking crew right there was this sort of softer, romantic, erotic um, electro sound that was in the African community. Here we go. What Some is of this? that. This is Stereo Crew. Which is Ice Cube's old crew, right? Right, before CIA. Right. But you can hear that like... It's like Africa Bambata shit. Right. Oh, shit. You hear that? Yeah. And you know that's it's it's crazy because there is a lot of rap from LA uh-huh. that is in this vein yep. during that time. Sounds a little like Craftworks. Uh, yeah, well, Craftworks was the one of the original groups that came to influence that African Bambada. Yeah, African Bambada, exactly. The, the fathers of uh, hip hop or one early, of them. Right. 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 All right, check this one out. So compare that to this. This is Dre's biggest hit, Surgery, from World Class Wrestling Crew. Records. Mixer. I feel like this is what goes on inside of Sean. That was what went inside of... That was like what went inside of nine-year-old little Sean. Push it. 
No, this is what's still going on in his mind. This is his actual personality. <laughs> Records. Mixer. Records. <laughs> and then we have this. Track? I do. Now here, so, here, go ahead. What are you gonna say? I was just gonna note that like Arabian Prince was in NWA and his uh, tie to like Egyptian lover. Right? There's a lot of people, including Arabian Prince, that say he's not properly credited with the first album from NWA is coming up with a lot of the sound. And part of the reason why he bounced out of the group and didn't want to deal with anything is as he says, because of Heller. And he said that they knew that they were selling records and the money wasn't coming through. And so a lot of people who know a lot about Arabian Prince and what Egyptian lover, mm-hmm. his name. So you can see the romantic soft side <laughs> still there, right? Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, even if you look at World Class Wrecking Crew and what they were doing. Right. And there is like a real romantic element to it. And you, I ladies. think you credit that all to Prince, bro. I would say you credit mm. that all of the Prince and the Purple Rain I mean, look. Man, Prince was the man. Right. The what man. This? What about this? <clears throat> Push it. Why is it like guys Sex. having an orgasm like on? Because <clears throat> they're trying to tell the girl like, look, man, when I fuck you, it's going to be like this. <laughs> I'm going to have gonna be breathing real heavy. I'm gonna be like put my effort into it. It's gonna sound like I'm lifting weights. Ugh. Uh, uh, sweat. Uh, yeah, sweat. Sweat. But then I'm gonna be robotic. But what happened to that sound, man? I, I, I actually like that sound, that electro sound, man. Yeah, I'm, what happened? I don't, I don't know. I just wanna hear that. Right? I don't know why it faded away. I, I feel know. like there should be a subculture of that Definitely. just bringing it back because that's it's such a good. I think I, I love those repetitive beats. I like the fucking robot voice. Me too. And I'm like, why isn't there more robot shit? That shit sounds dope. I'm like, it I sounds love, super fresh. I fucking love that. But other super people are like, fresh. I don't need all that. But well, what else sounds fresh is. Is that it? That's, That's it. it okay, okay, okay. All right, we're so, going to save some Ice Cube stuff because I got. No, we got tons of We got a whole show. Oh, oh bro. Show. Maybe even right. a couple shows. First yeah. of all, right friends of the show cypress hill yes there was major beef and i've got the full-on discussion from be real about it and i gotta admit as much as i respect cube it does not paint him in a very good light even though the beef is squashed correct uh steve's gonna have a lot to say about that i've also got and, and and sean's got how did dre and cube actually meet up who was the connection right how did that happen I've also got some actual interviews from uh, um, Yella to talk about what his actual contribution and completely glossed over career with NWA is. Also, I don't know if you can talk about Ice Cube without talking about Easy E. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're probably going to have to do an Easy E show. I'm surprised there hasn't been one already. Right. Give us the subject titles of what you still got for the crew. So... Um we will discuss going to the L.A. Lowrider car show. Uh, drove with him. With Cube. With Cube down In a there. car. Yeah. Was to big, the L.A. Coliseum. Was Big Perm there? No, he wasn't there. Um, but uh, got to sit on the stage at the L.A. Lowrider car show back in the day. And 
meet some interesting uh, artists in the Raiders at that time, Raiders locker room, and uh, subsequent wow. Uh, wow. trip to uh, ate salt fish and chips. Right, went you to, ate fish and chips with Ice Cube. Yeah, went to some Pop Warner games with him, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I did raid his fridge for his, at the time, he was sponsored by St. Ide, so oh, all yeah, those yeah. like tall canned juice drinks. Yeah, the ones that had like, non-alcoholic flavors. Yeah, I like the Arizona those drinks. Ones. Those were brand yeah. new then, so too. Good. And uh, How big is Ice Cube's fucking refrigerator? He had multiple, multiple, he had multiple fridges. Yeah, he had all, dude. He was like, he was like a kid. You know what I mean? Like he had everything. He had a studio in the back. Like it, it was with a know, wall he full had of all plaques. The toys. Yeah. And did he say fuck rap? You could have it back, or is that only Dre? <laughs> nah, man. I still, you know, it's funny. I mean, I can literally see inside the entire house all his different cars and shit. How many cars? He had three actually. Acura NSX which is at that time was pretty crazy he had an Eddie Bauer package Ford Explorer and then he had a uh, BMW Probably already taken LSD. That, that motherfucking OG, there he goes again. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.